Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Coming to you from the great state of Alabama and from points located all across the U.S. Eastern Seaboard, it's Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. You can find us at CosmicPotato.com and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Now, situated in a small corner in Birmingham, Alabama, only inches from a tall glass of Diet Mountain Dew, here is your host, Sean Ray. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey everybody, and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean Ray, and sitting across the actual table from me, <laughs> it's John Irons. John, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Enjoying beautiful, not quite as sunny as it was, but still very nice Alabama for a change. And uh, John's in town visiting family, so we got together, decided to do a uh, podcast in person, something that we haven't been able to do yet. And by the way, this is episode 20, so uh, we've been around since August is when we had our first episode. So uh, episode 20, that's kind of a landmark, I think, but... Um, we got together and went to see X-Men Apocalypse just a few minutes ago. We just got out, and uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit. And just uh, want to warn you guys, if you haven't seen the movie, you might want to go see it before you listen to this because we're not going to intentionally give any hard spoilers, but it's going to be hard for a couple of people to sit and talk about a movie that they just watched without giving some stuff away. So you might want to you might want to check it out first and then come back and, and listen to the show. But... Um, but before we talk about the actual show itself, I want to talk about some of the previews that we got to see and what we think those movies are going to be like. Um, one of the main ones that I saw, um, Doctor Strange. I have not gone online and watched that trailer yet. This is the first time I saw it. And it looks like it's going to be a little different than what we've seen in Marvel before. It's uh, more... looks like it's got a lot more magic in it instead of the 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 tech kind of stuff that we've seen in the past science fiction stuff right yeah it's definitely all about the uh, the magic and mysticism and they've they've touched on that a little bit um, in other shows uh, like as far as that it exists and they've kind of worked around the edges where they've done things that you could explain other ways like yeah. um, the apparent bringing people back to life that they do um, they did on Daredevil, um, but yeah, this is and and okay. Well, science and magic are the same thing that they do in Thor. Yeah, uh, but this is like you know, there, there's no there's no halfways about it. Yes, yeah. magic is real, and this movie's chock full of it. And did I see Black Panther in that trailer? It looked like that was Black yeah. Panther. Yeah, just for a brief second. Was I can't remember what the actor's name is. Do you remember? Um, you can, but um, but yeah, just for a brief second, there was an there was a guy that turned around and looked at the camera, and I could swear it's the actor that played Black Panther, and I can't imagine he'd be playing somebody else in the same universe. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I believe that was him. I'll, I'll have his name. Now. I haven't um, I haven't really read. Okay, yeah, and I I haven't really read a whole lot about what the plot to the movie is going to be about. So how Black Panther plays into it and it's going to be interesting to see yeah I suppose if they're 
I don't know, maybe they've exhausted all of their technological means to try to help yeah. Bucky, and maybe they're exploring, you know, more Eastern philosophy methods. Yeah. And so, you know, he goes to visit a mystic, bada boom, bada bing, <laughs> Stephen Strange. Yeah, Cumberbatch is going to, I can't imagine him doing a, a bad job in the role. I like, I pretty much liked everything he's been in. I, there's a lot of people that don't, that didn't like him as Khan. I didn't think that he was probably the best selection for that character just because he wasn't of the same nationality <laughs> as, as the original uh, character was. But I think for the role that he was given, I think he did, he did pretty good. And he always does good in Sherlock. You know, it, he's, Probably the best Sherlock Holmes I've ever seen on film, even though this is a kind of an updated version of that. Do you do you watch that show? Uh, yeah, I didn't see the last, like the period one, the period piece. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, see that, that was a great. That was a great episode. Um, yeah, I'm. I wasn't the biggest fan of the last season, but that wasn't his fault. That was there, there were there were writing things that I just wasn't. I just couldn't get behind. Yeah. Okay. Uh. But yeah, I think I think he does a good job as Sherlock. We he this is the first role I've seen him as Doctor Strange, uh, where he'll actually be using an American accent. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it sounded fine. What I heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so I'm. Yeah the the trailer the trailer was interesting. It didn't really tell you a lot. The, the basically the point of the trailer was. Um, was Cumberbatch is not British, and we're going to blow your mind. <laughs> because, like, the scenes they did shows, it was, like, slow motion, very trippy, very Inception-like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, it, it looked... It, I, I I am looking forward to it. I, I don't... Uh, they haven't, the trailers didn't turn me off. Yeah. Which is, you know, the bare minimum that a movie trailer is supposed to do, I think. And, uh... I'm kind of the I'm I guess I'm the right audience for some of these movies because I didn't read a lot of Marvel when I was growing up so I don't know a lot about Doctor Strange so I'm going into it kind of cold. I've seen him in you know the things that I have read like I read the Civil War series and he's he's got a role he's got a, a role in that, you know, but as far as where he comes from and his origins and and all that I don't know a whole lot about it so so if they if they change things, it's not going to affect <laughs> my viewing enjoyment any. But um, we also saw the trailer, the new trailer for the Ghostbusters, and is it's the same trailer that I saw online not long ago. But uh, but seeing it on the big screen, I'm I was originally kind of iffy about this movie because I'm such a fan of the original, yeah. and uh, and it wasn't the fact that it was a bunch of uh, women instead of guys it was just the fact that it's uh, a reboot and i you know sometimes sometimes you don't want to reboot stuff that you love from your childhood but this movie looks like it's going to be pretty good i mean i'm, I'm going to go see it i'll just have to separate and know this is not the same as what i'm what i love from a kid so i'm just going to have to uh go go in it thinking that way i guess but yeah i hadn't seen this trailer i i only saw I guess the trailer from like a couple of months ago. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm glad to see more of what it seems like the plot is going to be. And it does, it doesn't look like, um, 
they are just assuming they're just female versions of the same characters, and it doesn't look like it's nec- it's really a uh, it doesn't look like it's a um, like a sequel. Like this is the next generation. It, it does seem like it's um, you know like a full fledged reboot. Yeah. Whereas you know the the same basic story um, in like a different telling. Um, it, it looks it looks it looks good. It looks good. Obviously, they've got the uh, 2016 special effects instead of the 1980s yeah. special effects, which helped. Uh, but just for the record, I, I watched Ghostbusters, you know, like three weeks ago, and it's, it actually still holds up. Yeah, it's still a really most good movie. of it, most of it. So this the 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 dog or whatever it is. Ah, uh, yeah. It does. It doesn't look. Good. It looks like it looks like uh, something out of Clash of the Titans. Yeah, or something I was like gonna that. say it's the, the, <laughs> the Ray Harryhausen stop yeah. motion effects. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, is it Paul Feig that's yeah. directing it? He's he directed uh, Bridesmaids and a couple other things. Um, he said in an interview I read a while back that this is not supposed to be a sequel. This is supposed to be a world where he didn't want to make a movie that took place in a world where ghosts are just everyday things that people know right. and see all the time, you know? So, so this trailer, we see Slimer, you know, again, and, and we also see the marshmallow man, yeah. uh, at the very end with, you know, and in the trailer, half of his head has been blown off. So I don't, I don't know what happened there, but still it's the marshmallow man. So, yeah. so we're going to get a lot of the stuff that we saw in the original, uh, film but just kind of done in a different way in a kind of an updated way because i think they're they're going to try and make this marshmallow man look a little it's hard to make See, a character well, called marshmallow man look scary See, but. As, I was, as i was watching that it occurred to me that maybe it wasn't the marshmallow man because we saw it was a big white puffy entity Could and, be. It, and it was building it was about you know about as tall as like a skyscraper and like you said, like the left half of its head had been kind of basically burned off or, or melted or whatever. Yeah. And I wondered if it was maybe a a the physical incarnation of the little ghost in the symbol. Like maybe that's how they got this. Yeah. Because they, it could like, be this, too. like this was their big bad. Yeah. And their, you know, like made them famous, and you know, so that they used that symbol as uh, as their logo. Yeah, well, that movie comes out in July, so uh, I think I think it said July fifteenth on the screen, and we also saw a new trailer. I think it's new. I haven't seen it. The trailer for uh, the Suicide Squad, and this trailer, the first trailer that I saw, tried to play up the seriousness of the movie, make it look really dark, have some slow, creepy music, that kind of thing, and uh, this time they played up more of the comedy and the lightheartedness and. And, and and things like that. So I don't know. I, I'm sure the movie's going to be in the middle, but I, I'm, I'm thinking this movie's going to have a lot more comedy and jokes than anything else because you know. It was... Well, this this was the first trailer that I saw that actually made me want to see the film. Yeah, like I didn't. Uh, again, bottom line for trailers not make me not want to see the film. Yeah, and the other trailer I think I've seen maybe one or two others. And I'm like, okay, well, that, they, it looks like they got that character right. And okay, it looks like they got that character right. And okay, there's a Joker. Well, that's nice. And, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, so, yeah, so I wasn't opposed to seeing it. I guess it was on my Batman v Superman level. So, okay, that looks that looks watchable. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll sure, I might check it out. And I think we the, were this right. This is the first one that actually made me like, yeah, I think I want to go see yeah. that. I think we were right when we talked about it. We talked about that movie, uh, 
back in one of our first episodes, and we were kind of hypothesizing that the Joker was not going to be part of the team, that the Joker was going to kind of be an adversary to the bad guys. And I think this trailer kind of solidified that. He's not on the team. He's somebody that they come across later. They know who he is because Harley Quinn knows who he is, you know. So uh, let's hope. I think I, I would be a little annoyed. I think if like this is how they meet for the first time. Yeah, yeah. It's, I guess no, it's possible they could do that. But I, yeah, they'd have to change. They'd have to really change a lot of comic stuff to do that because Harley Quinn was the Joker psych- psychiatrist and the um, I believe animated she, series. Yeah, she first she first appeared in the animated series and then they brought her into the comic yeah. later. This will be the first time we've had a real life incarnation of her. Um. Other than you know the video game stuff like that, which, cosplay character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's very, very popular in cosplay. Like <laughs> I'm like, she's like one of the top ten, I'm sure. Like at like any con you go to, there's, there's a bunch of Harleys. Yeah, because all you really need is you know ponytails and lots of makeup. Yeah, which you know most many women can achieve. And then you and then they take a lot of. A lot of male characters and turn them in the sexy female versions. Like, se- here's sexy Boba Fett. <laughs> here's sexy Han Solo. And I uh, saw sexy Chewbacca. <laughs> you know. How did that work? Uh, basically, just, uh, just a mask and a furry bikini. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> you know. Okay. So, anyway... Uh, I, I, I want to meet the guy for whom that like totally does it. <laughs> yeah, just a big a Chewbacca head and like a furry bikini. Oh baby, yeah. This guy's dream. Um, Actually, I don't want to be that guy. No, no, no. <laughs> X Men Apocalypse. Uh, oh, we got one more trailer. Uh, Independence oh, okay. Day. Oh yeah, Independence Day. I was kind of. I don't know. I mean, the movie looks good. I was kind of on the fence about even wanting a sequel to that movie because it's been so long. I agree. uh, And the first movie takes place basically in our world being attacked by aliens, but now this one takes place 20 years after in a world where an alien attack has has happened. So we've got technology that we don't have in real life now Mm -hmm. because they had all these, uh, they had all these crashed spaceships that they could, harvest technology from and make new weapons and things so the the, the army in this movie looks a lot more futuristic than yeah than what it, we saw in the it looks, it looks kind of starship troopery yeah um parts of it now there's other parts that look a little more you know realistic but yeah that part the actual fighting part which i think is going to be a big part of the movie uh yeah it, it looked you know you kind of get the like the, the tagline is like we had 20 years to prepare but so did they or something like that. So you, you, I'm not sure if you would kind of get the impression, I guess, that we would be better prepared. But <laughs> from from the trailer, they just come and just stomp all over us all over again. Yeah. Which I, I don't, I don't think I feel good about. <laughs> I yeah. I feel good about that. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't mind losing. Uh, you know, second at losing, obviously winning at the end. Yeah. But. I, you know, I, I thought there'd be more of a fight. It seemed like we put up at least more of a fight initially in the first one when we didn't stand a chance. Yeah, yeah, but we'll, the, we'll see. It, at least again, it, it, it looks. It, it this trailer did make me want to see the movie more than any trailer that I've seen before. 
and if I remember right, I, I read that this is actually going to be part two of a trilogy. They're going to make another one after that. I don't know if it'll be like The Matrix was, where the next one will come out immediately or anything like that. And also... Uh, I think another 20 years will probably be a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, Will Smith's not in it. Right. Which, I mean, I, I know that he um, wants to go on and, and, and do movies where he's having to stretch his or flex his acting chops and everything, but you would think that he would take a, a cue from actors like Tom Cruise that go off and make smaller movies where they can do some real acting, but they still come back and do the popcorn movies because that's what keeps their name at the top of the list when you're looking for A-list actors. Right. I mean, that, that may have been... I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm sure it was his decision to come back or not. Yeah. But... You know, the, the producers also had, okay, we can have a movie full of top-notch special effects, or we can have Will Smith. True, <laughs> true. Or yeah. you, I don't know. Because it, it looks like pretty much everyone else who survived yeah. the first movie is is back. And, and I'm guessing, you know, it, it seems like Will Smith is represented... Uh, via his son, who was the little boy, who's yeah. all grown up and I guess a pilot himself now. So they're guessing that'll be enough Will Smithness yeah. that um, you know you can kind of let it slide. <laughs> and one thing they they recast the uh, you know the, the 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 little girl that played the president's daughter in the film. I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but she's still an actor. She played on Parenthood. Um, she was. Uh, um, Lauren Graham's daughter on Parenthood, and she was in that movie The Duff, and she, um, but she's still around acting. So I don't know why they decided not to have her come back and play her role. But it looked like they recast her as a uh, another girl, and the the girl that is playing her doesn't really look old enough to, <laughs> to have been uh, to have been the age that she was in the in the original film. But you know, that's just me. I, I don't know. Maybe she, maybe they did reach out to her and she just didn't want to do it. But, uh, but. This, this doesn't count as a spoiler because obviously I haven't seen the film. But I'm just going to go on record and predict that the president is going to die. He's yeah. going to die heroically. He's going to sacrifice himself for the greater good. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's going to die. If you're being attacked by something, why would you go... Why would you have to go dig up the president from 20 years ago to help you? I mean, I know he was instrumental in the original attack, but if see, you I, know, didn't, I didn't, I didn't get the sense that they that they like went to find him to fight. I got the sense that he, that this has been like his his uh, his quest since the attack. Is he's you know he's been like the guiding force of like preparing the world. I think it's. It seems like there's a new president. It seems like, you know, he's not, in he, he's he's more like Nick Fury than the president. It seems <laughs> yeah. like you know what I'm saying. He's he's yeah. in charge of this kind of special, specialized fighting team for this particular threat. Yeah, and just, I'm pretty sure he's going to die. Yeah, yeah. I just know <laughs> you know we're 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 still we're still fighting in the Middle East, and nobody's asking George Bush what we need to <laughs> what yeah. we need to do. But anyway, um, so X-Men Apocalypse, uh, this movie takes place uh, 10 years after the last one. Uh, the, the last movie was Days of Future Past, came out a couple of years ago. 10 years from the past events 
of yeah. the future past, not right. ten years from the future events or the present events. Right. So th- this movie, this in movie, the 80s, fa- it's in the eighties. This movie falls in with the. It's basically part three of a trilogy that started with First Class and Days of Future Past and now Apocalypse. And uh, overall, I mean, we're going to talk about some of the specifics, but overall, I think that this was a good movie. I mean, I I would not. I mean, I know there's two technically two Marvel movies out right now because Civil War is out, even though they're two different studios and and all of that, but. I still, if if I had to pick between the two of these to go see again, I'd pick Civil War. But this movie was was really good. I'd give it. I mean, if I had to grade it, like it was a school kid, I would say that it uh, it probably got a. I want to say A. I'm actually I'm gonna go with A minus because uh, for one thing, it was it was very long. It was about two and a half hours long. I think right. they, there could have been some stuff trimmed out to make it a little bit shorter. Um, but overall, it's a good movie. I rec- I do recommend it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like A minus A minus is about right. B plus A minus. Uh, I I you know, I was entertaining. You know, there was there was action, there were superheroes, there was uh, a decent plot, you know, the actors, are good actors. Um, the villain, namely Apocalypse I Do they ever like, actually call him Apocalypse in the movie, or is he just... They, yeah, they they did. They they called him other things, and just kind of basically... Because he was they, like an Egyptian god or yeah, something like that. Yeah, he always, he always brought about an apocalypse, Okay. and they said that he always has his four lieutenants, his four horsemen. Yeah. And uh, one of the characters like oh you mean like apocalypse from the bible so yeah or maybe the bible got it from him he's really yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but yeah it was it was i i I felt like he he was menacing in terms like when he displayed the power but he wasn't scary yeah and i don't i don't you know that not necessarily a requirement I guess um, I I thought that they for me I, yeah again I enjoyed it I just saw Captain America also a couple of weeks ago I I think Captain America largely is better uh, because I think they did a better job integrating all these various characters and storylines. Uh, more efficiently so they, they got everybody like they they were all in the same story much more quickly yeah in in captain america and i felt like it took you know there's this is happening in egypt and this is happening at the school and this is happening uh what was the other major it was Pol- uh, poland was part of it because that's, that's where magneto was right yeah. like poland and uh, was it? No, it wasn't Berlin. It was um, Mystique was in. She probably was probably in Germany because it, yeah, it was, it was somewhere like that. Yeah, she encountered Nightcrawler, and eventually, um, you know, all of I guess I won't call them the good guys and the bad guys. We'll call them Team A and Team B. Yeah. Eventually, all of Team A got together, and eventually, all of Team B got together. Um, but I felt like that was kind of a longer trip of various. 
like the way um spoiler Quicksilver's in the film. The way that Quicksilver <laughs> came in, you know, there's a quick shot of him. He sees, you know, what's relevant. He's like, oh, okay, I think I need to be a part of this. And the next time you see him, he's at the school. Yeah. You know, that, like, I've, and it was about an hour into the film before we even see him. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I again, it, it's not, it's not a big complaint. Um, it's not even necessarily a complaint, but it is, I guess, a critique. Yeah, and if you're looking for a better, you know, the, the movie that does it better, it would be, uh, yeah. And I did like the I did like the Quicksilver scene. Um, basically, they take a very serious scene where, and like I said, we're we're going to spoil a couple of things, but um, the the school gets destroyed in this movie, and um, again, yeah. <laughs> Like I said at the beginning, if you, if you haven't seen the movie, you're going you're to want to watch it before you listen to this. But the school gets destroyed in this movie. And um, they take a very serious scene where there's an explosion happening and there are children inside that are going to die. Uh, and then they turn it into more of a comedy scene yeah. because Quicksilver is here and he's going to go in and, and save all these kids and do all these little things. Like like he did in his big scene yeah, in the last say, movie. Much, much like in Day of the Future Past, arguably the best scene in a good film uh, was the Quicksilver scene, you know, and you know everything you loved about that scene. If you liked it there, you'll love it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it, it was good, and uh, but I, I felt like they did it. I don't know. It was I don't know if the scene was a little longer or if it was just bigger because there was so many. The his scene in the in the first one was in the kitchen, and there wasn't that many people in there. This is the whole school, and there's a lot of things for him to get done before right. this explosion takes over the whole. The whole building. Yeah, and it's not a matter of just, you know, moving a bullet slightly so that it misses. Like, he has to get people to safety. Like, the building yeah. is blowing up. Like, and set up like, ways for, like, he, he throws a couple of them up in the air yeah. so that so that they'll land in the lake and and things like that. But, you know, the and... And I can I can never remember his name either, but he, you know he was he was good last time. He's good this time. This time they actually addressed the fact that uh, Magneto is his father. I think they might have mentioned it in the in the last one, but this one, this time, it kind of they made kind of like an offhanded joke about it. Like, yeah, um, they're in the elevator together. And he's like, "So you uh, you move middle around? Big young, my mom knew a guy like that." <laughs> and that's all they say about it. Yeah, th- this time it it actually was part of the uh, story. It was part. It was his uh, focus. Why he wanted to be involved was because this was his father, and. Uh, there's one thing, you know, Quicksilver was in Age of Ultron, and hey, they didn't call him Quicksilver, but it was the same character, and they specifically could not mention that Magneto was his father because Magneto does not belong to, right. movie-wise, it doesn't belong to Marvel anymore, it belongs to Fox, so, so uh, that was the that was the main thing. You can't, you can't mention that Magneto is his father over here, you can't call him Quicksilver over here, but you can use the character, you know, so. Uh... What else are we want to talk about? Uh, I felt like, um, you know, and I don't want to just keep comparing this to Civil War because that's not really fair. I mean, it's 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 a it's a it's a good movie on its own. Yeah. Um. So I will just I'll just on its own merits, I will say that the way that they chose to deal with having so many new characters, um, was frankly a lot of them just didn't get a lot of lines. <laughs> you know, you got you got their introduction scene, not even that's not even their origin scene really. You got their introduction scene, 
when you know someone shows up and attempts to recruit them and they either get recruited or not usually pretty, every, pretty much everybody goes with the people who ask them to go yeah and uh you know and then they just you know they stand around looking comic booky yeah for most of the movie until you know the big fight at the end um I will say that they're standing around looking comic booky was a successful uh was it was a very successful uh endeavor. Uh uh I've always been a Psylocke fan. This did not change that. Yeah. She looked very Psylocke. <laughs> and it took me right back to my teenage years. Uh get your minds out of the gutter. I'm just saying she's a good character. Um Storm, yeah, that was that was definitely the eighties Storm with the with the white mohawk. Um you know what, let's just do it. Let's just do a roster. Name everybody who's in this. So, um, yeah, we had some new characters like uh, 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 Cyclops is is here. They never mm-hmm. call him that. They they just call him Scott. Uh, Jean Grey is in this movie, played by uh, why Game you... of, Game of Thrones Game of Thrones girl Sansa Sansa from like, Game of Thrones. Yeah, the actor's name. Yeah, we never remember. The actor's name is known, but you, you know who Sansa from Game of Thrones is. Yeah. She's in the movie. She did a good job too. And I don't know, uh, I don't know which accent is hers. I don't know if she has a British accent in real life, but she did pretty. She did a pretty good job in this. Um, also, uh, Jennifer Lawrence is back as uh, Mystique. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Jennifer Lawrence that I wanted to mention is uh, Jennifer Lawrence is a much bigger name now than she was when First Class came out. And by the time First Class came out, she she had been in Hunger Games, yeah. so everybody knew who she was. But now she's an Academy Award winning actress. She costs a lot of money to be in in, in a movie, and uh, and she pretty much gets what she wants. Yeah. And and she did this time because uh, after she made First Class, she told them, "I'll come back and be Mystique, but I'm not going to wear those pasties anymore. You know, you're going to have to make me a suit." So they made her a suit, and it looked bad. I didn't think that her outfit in in the last one w- was good. And then this time, she went back and did. The body art, the body makeup, like she did the first time around. She, right. but she, um, but the thing, I think the way that they were able to work that out with her is that she spent most of the time looking like Jennifer Lawrence. She right. didn't look like Mystique. And the times that she was Mystique, most of the time she was wearing clothes. She was wearing a flight suit or something like that. So it was just her face, mm-hmm. um, that, that looked that way. Basically, I think they only had to do one day of yeah. filming with yeah, her and the body Maybe art. like two or three scenes where yeah. you see, like, and I think that you know I don't want to sound pervy or anything, but I think I think it looks but be- I think it looks better that way than it did in uh, Days of Future Past. I just didn't think that that rubber suit that they put her in really really did her any yeah, favors. I mean, if, if you're you know if the if the idea behind this character is this is your natural skin and your skin isn't particularly tough or rocky or like lots of other things we see mutants yeah go through um then yeah it should look as skin-like as possible yeah it's kind of the thing that they had with iron man 3 you've got robert downey jr he's a big star you don't want to put him in a mask the whole movie you know so iron man 3 he spent a lot more time outside of the suit than he did inside the suit as compared to the couple of the other the other two movies where he spends more time in the suit, but uh, Jennifer Lawrence, you know, she's won an Academy Award now. You don't want to bring her into your movie and change her face the whole time. You want her to look like Jennifer Lawrence, you know. So, mm-hmm. I think that was a good choice uh, 
to do it that way. Every time that she got a chance, she turned back into Jennifer Lawrence, you know, to do the scene, which, you know, probably she probably enjoys not having to sit in a makeup chair for six hours <laughs> to yeah. get and, ready and, for a scene. But. And they did, you know, it, it was relevant to her character when she decided how she decided to look at any given time. Like it, it wasn't um, like, you know, I'm sure behind the scenes it was because it's uncomfortable to put on the makeup, but you know, they, they did work it. It, it. it did make sense in the story which face she she decided to wear, whether whether she were blue or whether she were pink. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it they, they you know they they wrote it in and it, and it was fine. And the um, one scene that she did, like I said, there there's one scene where she is back in the body paint, and it was specifically because she got knocked out. I guess when she gets knocked out, she can't hold her form, right? And she reverts back to to her old self because she she wakes up, she turns back into Jennifer Lawrence and she gets knocked out again. And when they show her laying on the ground, she's back to blue skin, you know? So, and I I like that. I like that attention to detail. Of course, if she's unconscious, she's not going to be able to hold on to that, to that shape. So it was, yeah, it was, there were, it was, was, there was lots of, the humor was good. The action was good. Um, uh, yeah. So continuing the roster angel slash archangel, is uh in this film and he had maybe one line <laughs> you know maybe you know he was uh, in a few he was in quite a few scenes but yeah, yeah. He, didn't, he didn't talk most of uh, and you'll you'll see when you go see the movie most of the second half of the film is action so there's not it's not necessary to have a whole lot of talking you know there's a few lines here and there but most of it is is action and special effects and and all that. Um, one since you brought up Angel, we'll talk about what um, what Apocalypse is doing. Is he's take he's going to several of these mutants and recruiting. Them. Yeah, and I want to say he's kind of turning on their mutant gene more than it's like he's making them evolve even yeah, further. Yeah, he, he is he is enhancing their. Um, their abilities. So he 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 basically he wants the strongest mutants to be, you know, by his side, and he takes them and makes them even stronger. So so he causes Storm's hair turns white and she becomes more powerful with her powers, and Angel becomes Archangel and his wings turn metallic and he can throw uh, spikes out of them. I guess the feathers are like knives and they come out and. And uh, Psylocke becomes more powerful, and basically, when she becomes more powerful, her uh, her the spear on her arm becomes brighter, and all of a sudden she's got on spandex. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, they they actually they showed a scene where he's uh, he enhanced Angel's ability in one scene, and then later he, he he's like armoring them. So I assume she got the spandex during the armoring phase. Yeah. Of the, of uh, mutant boot camp, um, things I was not clear on, and I'm I'm sure fans of the podcast will will write and and vigorously explain it to me. <laughs> uh, but uh, so he uh, he enhances a mutant's uh, natural ability. I was not clear on a 
in doing this, does he also kind of exert a kind of force-like influence to make you more likely to come to his side? Um, like, I don't, you know, for, for those of you who watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, their big bad for this last season that just ended um, had that kind of ability with the Inhumans. They, I think they call it Sway. Where he, yeah. I mean, they, they definitely, it is, it is much more a physical chemical reaction where yeah. he, he really takes, you know, he makes you completely susceptible. He basically drugs them. Yeah. Um, biochemically. Um, I, I didn't get the sense that that was going on, but it did seem like people just kind of jumped to his corner really, really fast. Like he showed up out of nowhere and yes, you made me stronger, but that doesn't necessarily. And yeah. And he, and he didn't ask, you know, he didn't like offer, I can do this for you. Yeah. you join me. It was like, come here, I'm doing this thing. And now you should join me. You know, like it, it was, it was a little surprising that no one was even really hesitant at all, except, um, Xavier, because he's trying to get the most powerful mutants. Obviously, Xavier is one of those mutants. Yeah. Uh, but everybody else was just, okay. Yeah, I think it had to have been mind influence because towards, towards the end, what breaks the spell, I call it breaking the spell, is the fact he's, he's under a lot more, he, he's under attack and he seems to be on the losing side and I think that kind of, Snaps everybody out of it because they all they all kind of snap out of it at the same time. Well, the, yes, they all kind of snap out of it at the same time. All right, we're I'm trying to decide how much spoiler to go here. I'm just I'm I'm going full in. Yeah, we're I'm just going, gonna yeah going all in. All right, so in a climactic scene, uh, I can't go full in. I'm going pretty much in. I'm going seventy five percent in. <laughs> in a climactic scene, uh, one of our heroes is getting killed by apocalypse. And this character, mm -hmm. uh, everyone on the battlefield can see this happening. Right. And people on both sides of the battlefield have respect for this person and consider this person a hero. And so my interpretation was, um, you know, this person in the building who's looking down and, you know, this person, obviously the, the people on this, on this character's team... And even people on the other team, whom this character has helped, sees Apocalypse about to you know, choke the life out of him. Right. Um, so the way I interpreted that was these characters are looking at that and okay, he's willing to kill this person who's only ever helped our kind. Yeah. He's he doesn't he's not gonna be in my corner. So, right. And so I'm on the I'm not on the right side of history. Yeah. With this. Um, that, that's, that's how I interpreted it. I mean, it could be that his, his, his concentration was spread too thin, like yeah. you said. Um, but I, I saw it as, you know, people kind of doing the math and making a choice that, um, I need to switch sides. Um, my other question, uh, was the enhancement of their abilities tied to Apocalypse? So he, so he souped up. Um, Angel. Yeah. Um, and other characters. <laughs> <laughs> After the movie, like, do they maintain... Are they still souped up? Are they still on this, you know, Super Saiyan level? Uh, uh, or, I think so. Or because do they go back down to where they were before? I don't think that it was something that he was... 
I don't think that it was something that he was bringing up and he was mentally holding it up. I think it's just something that he, he woke, he he woke up. Yeah, he, he, he flipped the switch in him and it'll, it'll stay flipped, I guess, you know. Um, I don't see any reason, any reason to go back and, and make them less powerful in the, in, a, in, a, in another movie than right. they are now. They, they shouldn't. I just, yeah. I, I didn't necessarily feel like it was clear. They never really said, uh, they basically, they, when they introduced the Apocalypse, well, they introduced him in the first scene in, in ancient Egypt, but when we get kind of the exposition, more of an exposition about Apocalypse, um, he enhances, he, ha, he has the ability to take, to enhance the abilities of other mutants and to sometimes, through a certain procedure, take those abilities for himself. Yeah. And they never really said what his ability was. Is his, is his mutant ability just to enhance other mutant abilities? Is his mutant ability this transfer of power? Because it seems like initially he's doing this procedure in ancient Egypt and there's a lot of other people around. Later he's attempting this procedure and it's just him. So it yeah. doesn't seem like he needs other people to do it, but there's also kind of a device. So I don't know if it's if that's his power, or if that's the device that's doing these things, I thought that it was that he could do it on his own. He was the other people were basically protecting him because he's vulnerable while it's happening. Because that makes sense. because he's kind of uh, he's kind of asleep, you right. know. In the in the beginning, in the first uh, at the beginning of the movie, it's in ancient Egypt, and while he's under, he's inside of a pyramid, and it gets attacked, and basically the whole thing falls in on itself. Well, if there wasn't one of his soldiers there to protect him, then yeah. he would have died there. You yeah. know, he would have been crushed, but they were able to keep the rocks from, uh, from crushing him. And they ended up getting crushed instead. And then he stays asleep for, you know, thousands of years, which by the way, um, one thing that the, that the, the, the Fox Marvel movies, such as X-Men and Daredevil are doing better than, Marvel Marvel movies is the opening credits. Uh, that opening sequence when they come out of the pyramid and they're going through time and you see you see Jesus and then you see a, a swastika and then you see a, a Russian sickle okay. uh, symbol and all that. I thought that was a, a cool way to show the passage of time. See, that's remember I said like I was like I should have taken notes. That's the thing I was want to take notes yeah. about. And I have the uh, opposite opinion. Oh, okay. <laughs> I felt like. Uh, I mean, it was it was visually interesting, but I felt like it was way too much to show the passage of time. Like, just you know, if you tell me you're in ancient Egypt and then you show me in the '80s, I can assume that time has passed. But like, you know, me flying through various X symbols with World War II planes and and uh, what else did they show? Like, like the, they show the, a statue of Jesus. The, the, the statue of Jesus was like the civil rights movement. There yeah. was, you know, it was it was basically like these landmark moments and then history. they kind of stop when they start you start seeing footage of ronald reagan to to show you that now yeah, now you're in the 80s yeah. but it's, it's not like I'm, I'm trying to remember what movie it was that i felt just nailed it but i, I can't remember the, the film but they did it like was with, it deadpool deadpool had a great opening sequence where no they, no no not, not the opening sequence but the, the the here's how we get from oh okay the, the past to present day and they basically they did it through like like newspaper front pages 
I think. And so they would show like the front page of this like event, and then they would kind of go into the photo, and then I, I think they would like kind of segue into another newspaper. Um, and so and it was kind of the same thing here, but it was just way. It was way, too, it was way too much. Well, it didn't, it didn't last very long. It, it was, on, it was only about yes. what, maybe a twenty-five second yeah. uh, sequence there, and then yeah. ends ends yeah. with the title of the movie, X Men Apocalypse, and then and then cut to yeah, what's going on with the with the other characters. Some of the other characters that we got in this, uh, I mentioned that Cyclops and Jean Grey are finally finally in the in the story. Nightcrawler is there. I like that. I like Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Another thing that they they also the, what I was talking about with Jennifer Lawrence not spending a lot of time in her makeup also the uh, uh, Beast yeah didn't did not spend a lot of time in his Beast form he was he was in human form now he's taking some kind of a pill that can keep him uh, right. mutant but after I mean keep him human but after the school explodes of course his medicine is there uh-huh. and he can't he can't uh-huh. do that anymore uh, I'm so not it's, I'm it's, not gonna spoil the I'm not going to spoil the surprise. I want to talk about the surprise, but I'm not going to because there, oh, that, there's somebody yeah. in the film that yeah, nobody that, nobody knew was going to be there. And yeah, they basically, um, you know, if you go back to, I don't, I don't think it was the first incarnation of the X Men. It was the first one I saw. It was like the one from the '70s. That group of X Men is who's here. So it's it's Jean Grey, um, it's uh, Beast, Cyclops, Angel. Nightcrawler. Um, uh, actually, Kitty Pride was not there, which was, I guess, a little surprising because they did, they did, you know, they were, they did spend a fair amount of time in the school. Um, so you know, it wouldn't have been anything for them to have somebody phase through a wall or have someone named Kitty walk by, uh, but they they didn't, and that's you know, that's, that's fine. They did have. Who I assume was Jubilee, though, who was, uh, uh, you know, a 1980s, very 80s, uh, X-Men character. Um, she didn't display any of her abilities, or she didn't use her one ability, <laughs> which is sparkly fireworky explosions. Yeah. Um, but it was clearly, you know, that, that the shades on the forehead and the, uh, the yellow, Leather jacket was unmistakable. Yeah. Um, so there, there were there were lots of you know little kind of cameos. Um, maybe not everyone you wanted, but I'm I don't think you'll be uh, disappointed with who shows up. Where do you think? Um, where do you think they're going in the future? Because I kind of think that from what I saw at the end of this movie, I'm looking at the. Is it the Dark Phoenix? Is that what it's called? The Dark Phoenix? Story? Yeah, that they definitely um, because opened and, and the, the door. Jean Grey for, gets for the to Phoenix. Yeah, she gets to use saga. her power, and when she does, I saw yeah. kind of an outline of a bird around her. Yeah. You know, so I'm definitely thinking that even if even if this closes out this trilogy and the next trilogy, Jennifer Lawrence and McAvoy and Fassbender, if they don't want to come back and do any more. They could still yeah, do they've, something they've, with that. They've got enough of an X Men. They've got enough X Men to uh, to have a team. Uh, if the team goes to do something else, and they've, like you said, they've they've uh, they've introduced the Phoenix, even though no one's called it the Phoenix. It, yeah. it, is, it is definitely a fiery 
bird around her when she chooses to unleash her full power. Right. Um, I. They haven't gone aliens. They haven't. They haven't introduced aliens into the X Men universe, um, which is kind of the origin of how Phoenix happens in the in the comics. Yeah. Um, both in the previous X Men films and in this latest X Men film, it's more um, someone. It, it's more of her achieving more of her full potential than someone else doing something to her. Right. Necessarily. Um, which I guess is fine. But, um, you know, John likes aliens. <laughs> so aliens are, aliens are always welcome in my Marvel universe, even though we don't see them that often. Yeah, and they, they haven't brought in Scarlet Witch into this universe yet. I don't think they're going to because, I mean, I, mean, I know they had Quicksilver in both incarnations of marvel they they've had him in x-men they've had him in avengers but i think that they only had him in avengers to kind of bring in scarlet witch and uh i uh with her kind of becoming a main character in those avengers films i don't see him using her a whole lot in the x-men movies but i mean i, I could yeah, be wrong it, about it's, that. I, I would i would say it's less likely but you know at the beginning of the film you know, even before the the opening scene, they're showing all of the you know production companies that had a hand in it. And there's like six of them. Yeah. You know, because the director has one, and obviously Fox was there. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of the. You saw the Fox logo, and then you saw the logo that has the guy shooting an arrow. Yeah, like I can't a, remember what that is. Like TSG or something. Um. Um. Uh, fun fact. Uh, I presume that scene is from Odysseus. Yeah. Because one of the things he had to do to prove it was him was fire and sh- shoot an arrow through the line of axe heads. Yeah. Um, it's not relevant, y'all. It's just trivia. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a podcast. Trivia is what we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, Bad Hat Harry, who is that's, – that's the that's, – uh, Bad Hat Harry, yeah. That's Brian – yeah, because uh, every time I hear that, because that's a line from Jaws, and uh, and every time I hear that, it's Brian Singer's company. company. Yeah, and at the end they did, and one of the ones that they showed was Marvel with the, you know, the flipping comic pages. Yeah, so they, you know, Fox is finally again as as evidenced by uh, Spider-Man appearing in in Captain America. You know, everyone's gotten the memo that let your character do a Marvel movie because it's gonna make you money. Yeah, so just. <laughs> Yeah, just, just lease them out and and enjoy the royalties and stop fighting us on this. Yeah, Stan Lee gets his cameo in this one, but he didn't do a. Yeah, it was, us, it was, usually it was his. Humor yeah, usually his cameo is funny, but this time it was just. Horrific. There's a scene where <laughs> yeah, there's a scene where Apocalypse is basically disarming the world and causing all the nuclear warheads to launch into space, and uh, so Stan Lee is. Just kind of standing there with his arms, or which I I don't know if this is his wife in real life, but got his arms around some old lady, <laughs> just and they just show the reflection of the missiles in his in his sunglasses, you know. But but it's Stanley, you know. Yeah, but, you, you do what he wants. I mean, but, yeah, I mean there there were other opportunities for him to appear, um, but you know, they, they chose not to go with that. So whatever. yeah. Right. 
<laughs> see, was that, was that, we, did we name all the new characters? I think so. There was, I mean, there was as many characters in this yeah. as Civil War anyway. So, yeah. this, and actually, and it was, it was good also, uh, from X-Men First Class, they basically got the band back together. Yeah. You know, so pretty much all of the characters that um, were on that first, the surviving characters, that were on that uh, first X-Men First Class mission um, were here again. And that wasn't, and that wasn't really the case in um, Days of Future Past. Um, so, it, you know, once again, it, it, they, it was kind of a... a Passing up the torch from the from the old to the new, um, so that that was that was nice to see, I guess, because I, I did of of the what do you want to call it sideways reboot, yeah, X Men First Class, yeah, retro boots, <laughs> yeah. Well, Days of Future Past has kind of changed the timeline enough to where they don't really have to follow that original trilogy if they don't want to. Right. It, I mean, it, it brought those characters in. It brought Patrick Stewart and Ian McClellan back, but kind of everything from thereafter, they can pretty much do whatever they want. It's kind of like, sure. kind of like Star Trek, you know, the way they did with 2009 Star Trek, you know, everything from that point on is an alternate timeline. So, you know, uh, they didn't meet Wolverine until the first movie, but now they can do whatever they want. If they want to bring him in earlier, they can. Right. I, I did want to say, um, all right, this is this is your last spoiler warning because <laughs> big reveal is about to happen. Um, so Wolverine is in this film. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I started to say it earlier. No, but I, I, I mean, at this point, you've been listening for like 30 minutes. We've been telling you the whole time. Uh, we're and, we're and at about again, 50 minutes now. So. Yeah, and again, you know, I am the king of not spoiling, but I also am a strong believer of if you don't want to get spoiled, don't go to things that will spoil you. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you deserve a warning. You deserve fair and adequate warning. That's why I wanted I, to... I feel, I feel has been given. Yeah. Uh, so, And it's not even like... You know, it doesn't break the film if you know that he's there, that he shows up. Uh, but it is a nice surprise when he shows up. Um, but his presence here actually addresses something that's kind of always bugged me, mm -hmm. even in the canon, that he is so enamored with Jean Grey. Yeah. Like, I get that, you know, she's awesome and she, you know, she can... Like she understands you in a way that no one could, and she can touch parts of your mind and your your body that no one else has, and I, I get that. But the way it's done in this film, um, he is he is Weapon X um, when we see him in this film, and they've just basically just turned him into you know, this killing machine animal. Um, and it is Jean Grey who restores his mind to him as much as as yeah. much as possible yeah and you know shows him kindness and you know makes him a man again and that explanation to me really more than anything else i've ever seen makes me believe okay not nah, i get it yeah because basically he was he was he was an animal and he basically imprinted yeah on this person you know, this this first kind human that that he saw, 
who helped him, you know, in his time of need. So yes, he feels an affection and a connection to her um, that no one else can ever meet. Yeah. So that like I, I even I, though he may not really remember her later. Yeah. He, because he, in he the first not, movie, you right. know, they had never met or they had never. He didn't remember meeting her right. anyway. So not not even on a conscious level. Yeah. Um, he, you know, she has she's she has touched his mind and uh, formed this bond with him that, you know, no one else could ever really appreciate. And so like that to me was one of the best, that would be an Easter egg, I guess. One of, one of the best things that happened in that film was um, here's how Jean Grey and Wolverine met and here's why he feels the way that he does toward yeah. her. And this may be this may be the last time we see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine because he was originally slated to be in uh, Gambit, but now Gambit has all but been canceled. Uh, I know it's been put back on the back burner. I don't know that it, they've officially canceled it, but it was listed on the Wikipedia article that I saw. Gambit was listed as being his last appearance as Wolverine, mm-hmm. and uh, but if if that doesn't actually happen. This may be the last time we see him. And he's only in the movie for a few minutes. and But it's an intense action scene. Yeah. And nobody that I know of knew that he was going to be there. They kept it pretty well under wraps because I had heard Wolverine's not in this movie. And the three characters that they chose to be in there with him are the right characters to have because anybody else would have remembered him from Days of Future Past. Right. These characters didn't know who he was. So nobody called him Wolverine. They just called him, right. you know, weapon he's X. like he's like an animal, yeah, yeah. Is is Weapon X, yeah. So no, well, she did call him Logan when she tapped into his mind. She called him Logan telepathically, you know. Right. But okay, so you understand something about the after credit scene, or you looked something up? I looked it up. I so there's an there's an yeah there's right. an after credit scene. Uh, basically, they go back into, um the area where one of the big action scenes had been the place where they had released Wolverine. And there's like some, they look like agents of shield or somebody <laughs> they, coming in they do. and they, uh, uh, they take some, uh, they take some vials of blood. One of them has weapon X written on it and they put them into a briefcase. It closed the briefcase and it says XS Essex E S S E X uh, corporation on the briefcase, and then that's the end of the scene. And I had no idea. What, I I know it's got to have something to do with Wolverine, but uh, yeah. So it's it's it says SX Corp, and the SX is not referring so much to a corporation as to um, a person who is Nathaniel Essex, um, who is also called Mister Sinister, um, who is an interesting choice to kind of follow up an apocalypse film. Because he looks a lot like Apocalypse. <laughs> he is another one of the, um, you know, super powerful, kind of immortal, uh, big, bad, big bad of the um, X-Men villains. And um, I, I honestly don't know that much about him. Because I didn't find him that interesting because I felt like he was very much like Apocalypse. <laughs> um, but, yeah, for... Uh, they 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 reference it, it is it is a ref, it is a reference to Mister Sinister, and um, you know if you're if you're on your computer, you know, feel free to Google it. Yeah, uh, we're and 
that may not be what they do in the next movie because you know what they've been doing on the on the Marvel side is that of course Thanos is going to have a big part to do with the next two Avenger movies that come out, but they've been teasing that for the last six or seven years. You know, we've 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 seen hints of him here and there, and so they may they may tease him in a couple more movies before they actually show him. But but yeah, that was I mean that the the whole Wolverine part was a I mean it's a, it's a spoiler, but you know that's one of the reasons John and I are sitting at a at a park right now we're at uh we're in uh trustville alabama also known as trust vegas <laughs> you know yeah just outside of uh <laughs> just outside of birmingham but uh one of the reasons why we came to a park was because i didn't want to sit in a coffee shop and openly spoil a movie that a lot right. of the people around us might not have seen yet you know so but uh that's we, we try to be thoughtful. yeah that's uh pretty much all i've got to say about i mean i I recommend X-Men Apocalypse. I recommend Civil War more. So if you've only got the budget to go see one movie this summer, <laughs> go right. see Civil War. But uh, Apocalypse is definitely a, a, a movie worth worth your time. Yeah, I would say if you enjoyed the X-Men First Class previous two films, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't enjoy this one as well. If you, you, know, if you didn't like them, then you're probably not going to like this one. Um, I... Yeah, and like I said, I don't want to keep comparing it to Civil War, so I won't. I'll just compare it to those two. Yeah. If you, okay. if you, if you liked those two, then you, you'll probably like this one. I, 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 yeah, I felt, for me personally, First Class was the best of the three, and these two are probably on about the same level um, below that. Yeah. But, it, you know, still lots of, lots of good action, well-directed. Um, I, I felt like you got the bare minimum of character motivation that you needed. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of characters, like, uh, they, you really don't know anything about them except yeah. here's what my power is and I'm on this side. Which, again, that's the bare minimum. That's all yeah. you need, yeah. I guess, because that, you know, there, there were characters that, um, and obviously you did get more of a backstory with, uh, or a story, <laughs> back or otherwise. Um, and yeah, so there was a lot of characters, and, and but I, I, uh, I don't feel like it was handled poorly. I feel like um, it maybe could have been better, but I don't, you know, I, it's it's not it doesn't reach the level of a complaint. Yeah. To me, so yeah, I I, I would, you know, at the lowest, I would give this movie you know, like a solid B, uh, but I'm really more inclined to like give it a B plus A minus. Okay. I felt like yeah. It, it is not a waste of your money. No, no, yeah. It, it, but um, well, this is this this is fun. This was uh something when I started the show. I didn't know if we'd ever be able to do <laughs> two hosts in the same spot actually recording the show. I mean, landmark twentieth episode. Yeah, yeah. And I, I I don't know when we'll be able to do it again. Um, I do want to mention that next month, uh, in, it's actually about two weeks from now. If you're in the Birmingham area, Magic City Con is going to be at the uh, Hyatt Regency Winfrey Hotel, and there's going to be some guests that are podcasts from all over the place. There's also going to be some voiceover artists from all kinds of uh, different video games and, and animated uh, series. There's going to be a lot of vendors there, all kinds of stuff going on. Rick and I are both going to be there. Um, we're going to be doing a couple of panels. 
we're trying to figure out if we're going to be able to record those panels. If we do record them, I'm going to release those as episodes as well so that you guys can, can hear it. Uh, but when you're doing a show that's mostly recorded over Skype with people that are all up and down the eastern part of the United States, it's it's very rare to be able to get two of them together to sit and record like this. And it's a, it's a pretty nice day. It's a little hot. <laughs> but, but uh other than that john thank you for coming all the way to birmingham just to record this show <laughs> that's fine it's fine i i had uh i had 12 hours to kill him some gas money <laughs> and i was like you know what i could call him on the phone but what the heck i haven't seen this guy in like 18 years <laughs> uh i should probably sit down face to face if i'm going to speak into a microphone yeah we're being facetious. John's actually in town. <laughs> John's actually in town because his nephew graduated a, a day or so ago. So, uh, and uh, but we uh, we we went to see the movie together, which is something we used to do all the time when we uh, when we lived in the same area. And uh, and usually after the movie, we would sit and talk about it for an hour anyway. So we might as well turn a microphone on. Sure. While, while we're doing it, we were censoring ourselves a little more than we did in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, we I both prob- have kids now, and so we're, our sensor, yeah. our sensor switch is always on anyway. Yeah, I probably would have been smoking a cigarette back then too. I don't, <laughs> I don't do that anymore either. But uh, okay, well, that's going to pretty much do it for this episode, uh, guys. Make sure you check us out on uh, CosmicPotato.com. Uh, send me an email at seanray at cosmicpotato.com. You can email John as well at johnirons at cosmicpotato.com. And search us out on Facebook or Twitter. Send us a message. Tell us what you thought of X-Men Apocalypse. Tell us what we got wrong. <laughs> and uh, and uh, anything else that you want to tell us. And uh, we'd appreciate that. And also go to iTunes. Even if you don't get the show from iTunes, go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review because it's going to help us get... Uh, more people to know about the show and to download it and listen and just does everybody a lot of good but john thanks for being here my pleasure man all right and that's it so uh guys we'll get another episode out to you in a couple weeks until then take care of yourselves we'll see you in the future <laughs>